Do you want to maximize your success with NCUA? Join Mark Trichel as he shares with you the insider's view on passing your exam with Flying Colors. The With Flying Colors podcast is sponsored by Credit Union Exam Solutions by Mark Trichel. If you would like to work directly with the Credit Union Exam Solutions team and receive support to optimize your results with NCUA so you save time and money, visit us at marktrichel.com to find out more. Hey, Mark Treichel here this morning. I hope you are all doing well. This is a quick take edition of With Flying Colors, and I am flying solo today. I'm going to be talking about enforcement actions at NCUA, in particular, the trend that's happening in them and maybe why that might be happening. So enforcement actions can be formal or informal. And what caught my eye was a page 16 of NCUA's 2021 NCUA annual report, which has a chart that shows what's happening in particular kinds of enforcement actions over time from 2017 to 2021. And in total, I'll cut to the chase, but then I'll explain it. So enforcement actions are down in pretty much every area, but let's give Before we get to that point, NCUA has formal and informal actions that it can take when it's dealing with credit unions and wanting credit unions to resolve things. The simplest type of delivery from that from NCUA would be in the examination report where you'd have a supplementary facts. The next step up from that is examiner findings. The next step up from that is a document of resolution. So in this chart, all of those are not included because those are normal things that would happen during an NCUA or a state chartered exam. So the chart talks about outstanding enforcement actions in both federal credit unions and state chartered credit unions, and it walks them up in the chart from from least severe to most severe. So what are the types of enforcement actions that would be? First, it would be preliminary warning letters, which would be a letter from the regional director or the state supervisory authority to the board chairman, copied to the CEO that would say, we are warning you that you need to fix these things or we may take additional actions. And the last last paragraph of that letter would make that statement. The next step up is an unpublished letter of understanding and agreement, which is still an informal action. The next step up is a published letter of understanding and agreement where NCUA is going to publish it. And by publishing it, that makes it binding. They can take further administrative actions if you violate it. You never want to have to go that published route. And as a matter of fact, they haven't even done any of those in the last five years. So it's extremely rare. Next step up is a cease and desist order. NCUA's regional directors have the authority to issue temporary cease and desist orders, but to become final, they must always go to the NCUA board. And lastly is a conservatorship action, the death penalty where NCUA removes the board and serves as the board and represents the members. That's the categories that are on the chart. Those are the progressive actions that NCUA can take. And in future episodes of With Flying Colors, I'll be chatting about those individually. But really on this quick take, what I wanted to talk about is the trend that is happening over the last five years. In total, federal credit unions in 2017, there were 197 actions of all those varieties, starting at the PWL or preliminary warning letter, all the way up to conservatorship, 197. The report talks about the fact that there was a slight decrease from 2020 to 2021 from 117 to 106. That is a slight decrease. But if you look at the whole chart, there's a massive decrease in the number of actions taken by NCUA. In Specifically in 2017, there were 197 enforcement actions taken 
by NCUA during 2017. That number's plummeted down 46% to just 106 in 2021. And it was a trend over time. It went from 197 to 189 to 160 to 117 to 106 at the end of 2021, the last full calendar year. And it was pretty much universal in every category. By the way, the bulk of these actions are fall into two categories. It's the preliminary warning letter and the unpublished LUA. In, that made up nearly ninety, nearly ninety-five percent of all the actions over the five years, and preliminary warning letters fell in half from fifty-one to twenty-five, and unpublished letters of understandings fell from one hundred and forty-five to seventy-six, so roughly fifty percent. There were very few published. There, there were zero published LUAs. There were only eight cease and desist orders over that full five years. And there were only four federal conservatorships. So what's going on? Why are these going down? Is it because credit unions are performing better? Possibly. In a previous episode, I reported that NCUA indicates that the percentage of deposits in CAMEL three, fours, and fives is at all-time lows going back to the 1980s. That's because the large credit unions in particular are driving the growth and the large credit unions tend to particularly have better camel codes because of the resources they have available. But yes, that's a trend that's impacting this. The other thing though that is impacting this and the annual report, many pages of the annual report talk about the COVID pandemic and NCUA's response to that. And there's a correlation here. In 2019, there were 160 actions and we're down, NCUA is down from 160 to 106 over two years. What happened over those two years? The pandemic. What specifically happened is NCUA, when I was still there as the executive director, we paused on-site exams in March of 2020, along with the rest of the world that kind of hunkered down to, to fight the pandemic. NCUA for two years did not go in and do exams. I believe it's my contention that part of the reason that there are less actions out there is that NCUA is a bit less likely to issue these, a bit less likely to come across some issues that they might come across if they were there on site, particularly in smaller credit unions, which tend to drive these numbers. And because they're not on site, I believe there may be, that may be playing a role in why this number is down. So a few months back, NCUA started allowing examiners to go back on site. I understand it started as a trickle and that may be happening more and more. Jump ahead a year or two, setting aside where the economy's at, I believe that we'll see start seeing more preliminary warning letters. I think we'll start seeing more letters of understanding and agreement. Uh, cease and desist orders and conservatorships, those tend to come based on very unique circumstances. So I don't expect to see any trends there. By the way, I mentioned the NCUA stats. The chart does show the state regulators, which tend to have less actions. And again, they tend to have the bigger credit unions as opposed to the smaller credit unions. And that in and of itself could explain the difference between the federal volume and the state volume. But there is also a decrease in the states over that five-year period. Each year it went down and it's down to roughly 55% of what it had been in 2017. It's curious to me that this trend ha has been going for five years. 
with rates having gone up and some challenges that might cause relative to net economic value for some credit unions. I'm expecting, and coupled with NCUA and state examiners going back on site, I think that when NCUA publishes this chart, if they choose to do so in the next annual report, that we'll see that trend has likely reversed. Now, in future podcasts, I'm going to do some discussions about preliminary awarding letters, LUAs, different things relative to these specific actions to talk specifically about those. Also, in the show notes, I will provide a link to a redacted version of NCUA's enforcement action, which was written by a gentleman who is one of my subcontractors. So should you find yourself in a situation at your credit union where you're dealing with getting one of these enforcement actions, give us a ring and we'll see if we can assist you with NCUA. All right, that's it. It's a wrap. I want to thank you for listening. I hope to have you listen again in the future for upcoming episodes. Thanks again. This is Mark Treichel with Flying Colors. Thank you for joining us on this episode of With Flying Colors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to hear future episodes where subject matter experts of all varieties will provide tips on how to achieve success with NCUA. If you would like to learn more about how we assist credit unions, check out our services at marktreichel.com. 